there is one immovable truth in the universe, and that is that God's word will be fulfilled. Nothing can change what God has established through his word, from the things he created to the things that will come to pass in the future. If God said that something will happen, it will. Make no mistake, no one can change what God says will happen. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. In today's message, we'll be talking about the end is coming. The world is in a state of chaos right now, and we should be able to notice that quite easily. And the bad news is that it is only going to get worse. Whether people want to believe it or not, our world is heading for an inevitable end, and there's nothing we can do to stop that. Our course is set, yet despite that reality, there is hope. There is someone that can make sure that when the time comes, that you will be ready now, but more importantly, that you will be ready for what is coming after this all ends. Today's message is inspired on Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, to chapter 24, verse 14. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, hallowed and glorified be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Blessed are you, O Lord God, forever and ever, for you are worthy to be praised and exalted. Blessed are you, O Lord, for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we have salvation and we have hope. Lord God, I give you thanks for your love and your grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that you please forgive my sins. I pray, Heavenly Father, Holy God, that you may please always remember us in your mercy and in your grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, Holy God, for the enlightening of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, please speak to us. Please speak to our hearts and to our minds. Help us to understand, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's passage can be found in the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse 37, to chapter 24, verse 14. This is the word of the Lord. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be and what would be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. 
All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. There is one immovable truth in the universe, and that is that God's word will be fulfilled. Nothing can change what God has established through his word, from the things he created to the things that will come to pass in the future. If God said that something will happen, it will. Make no mistake, no one can change what God says will happen. For it is written in Matthew chapter 24, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And so if God has established something through his word, then those things he spoke of will occur. And with that, the general course of things are set. God said in the passage we just read that there are certain inevitable things that will happen. However, many make the mistake and categorize that everything is set, even our very lives, and that there's such a thing as predestination. But that concept does not agree with the fullness of the scriptures. And when something does not agree or complement the balance of the word of God, then there is more interpretation that is required. It's not cut and dry per se. The word of God from Genesis to Revelation agrees within itself and supports and sustains itself. That's how we can come to know and understand what is godly teaching. And here is another concept that must be understood when looking to comprehend how the Word of God works in its entirety. We can never fully understand the Word of God and how the Lord intends for it to be understood without divine revelation. And that is only possible through the work of the Holy Spirit. We can understand by ourselves general principles and the basic gospel message through intellect, because that is how we are held liable for it. But the Holy Spirit must be in a person's life to be able to understand what the scriptures say and how they should be interpreted in their entirety. There must be divine illumination in a person's life. It's not something that can be interpreted fully through intellect alone. That's why very intelligent and unbelieving people many times get it wrong and misunderstand what the Bible says because they do not have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives only when we are born again in Christ. That's the only way. And as we have explained many times, we can only be born again in Christ when we repent and convert from all sins and believe and receive wholeheartedly Jesus Christ as the effective and literal Lord of our lives. Then and only then can the Holy Spirit enter a person's life. So continuing on the subject on what is set and not set, we do have free will to choose our own path within those things that are immovable. The earth and the universe, for that matter, are all things established by God. There are big and giant moving parts, if you will, that God has set into motion. But within those giant parts, we have the freedom to make a decision on what happens with our lives individually. The Word of God is very specific in that each person will be held responsible for their actions. And that is how we can understand that there is free will. Free will would not be possible if our lives were predetermined somehow. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose 
There it is, clear as day. God uses the word choose. He says, therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Revelations chapter 20 says this also, which was what the Lord revealed to the apostle John. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the death who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death and anyone not found in written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 gives believers this warning. Therefore, we make it our aim, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And finally, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says, And it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. There are many other passages we can cite indicating that free will and judgment are very clearly mentioned in the Word of God. And so this is how we can invariably come to the conclusion that there is free will and a judgment that all people must face in the end. So there is an end that is coming. God has established a point in time where all things must come to a conclusion. The scriptures are very clear on this. There is an end of the age. There have been many Christs that have come proclaiming to be Christ. And there will be a final false Christ, the Antichrist. There have been and will be wars and rumors of wars. The world has never seen so much death by war in the past two centuries, where millions upon millions of people have died across the globe over a relatively short time span as compared to the rest of human history. There have been, are, and will be more famines and pestilences and earthquakes everywhere. The Church of Christ has been, is being, and will be persecuted, and many of us will die for our faith in Christ. False prophets have existed, exist, and a certain false prophet will exist towards the end. Sin and lawlessness are at an all-time high in the world right now, where most people are more pleased with doing what is wrong before the Lord than ever before. And probably the most incredible prophecy fulfilled is at hand to be fulfilled, and that is that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world. There are many of us that have made sure that this happens, even this very humble ministry where we have reached thousands in 99 countries on six continents. Praise be to the Lord. So what Jesus said more than 2,000 years ago has come true, and an end is in the horizon. Now, some might say, why has God set an end? And the answer is that nothing can stop what God has put in motion because God must inevitably 
deal with sin and evil. God must and will put an end to all of this. God is extremely great in mercy and he wants to give as much opportunity as possible because he is that good, but his mercy has a limit and there is much he can withstand even within his great mercy and love. But God is love, but he cannot deny the fact that he is holy also. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The devil thinks he can change what God has determined in the end times. For it is written in Daniel chapter 7, He, speaking of the Antichrist, shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. The devil will intend to change times and law, but it will not be possible. Nothing can change or alter the course of the things God has said that will happen. So what does all of this mean to you and me? If there is an end that is coming and that is closer than ever before to coming true and that we are liable for the things that we do, we should think about what will happen to us. I won't lie to you, but being a believer in the end times will not be easy. It will get harder and harder as time progresses. We will be persecuted more and more and in different ways. And there will come a point in time where we will not be just outlawed, but we will be hunted down throughout the world. But considering all of this, some of you might say, the end has been spoken of for a while and nothing has happened yet. And that's true. God in his grace continues extending time, giving more opportunity for people to repent and to come to the knowledge of his salvation. But that time will be cut at some point. He will stop giving opportunity and no one knows when that is. Only the Father in heaven knows that. But we do know that all of the things that were spoken of in the passage we read at the beginning have come to be fulfilled in a global manner. So we anticipate that the end is at hand. But let's say he continues giving the world an opportunity. We know by just simple observation that our own personal end can come at any moment. Youth or good health or apparent security is no reassurance that a person can count on tomorrow. Tomorrow for each of us is unknown. And where an individual time comes, there will be nothing that we can do to stop it. All of the money in the world won't stop. There is no place for us to hide. Health can change in an instant. I'm sure many of you have seen the commercials where certain institutions ask to help small children with cancer. So if small children get sick and die, what is left for those of us that are older? And who is free from having an accident? People die in car accidents all the time. No one can or should take tomorrow for granted. Even the next five minutes from now are completely unknown to each of us. I don't know what will happen in the next five minutes and neither do you. You think you know but you really don't know. And just because certain things go according to your plans do not mean that you are in control. Control is an illusion in this world. We don't have control over anything, no matter how much we think we do. So having said all of this, we could get into the interpretation of what will continue happening and of course that God has set things in and those things are very important for us to know. But we should all be more concerned over what will happen to us individually. The world is one thing, but I would much rather focus on right now on you and me, even more so on you. Think about this. When is your end coming? And when that end comes, whenever it does, 50 years from now or five minutes from now, what will happen to you 
when your own time is up. I can guarantee you that when you see that moment at hand for you, you will only be worried about one thing, and that is, where am I going now? The superficial and vain things of this life take a very distant second place in that moment. And chances are, you may find yourself completely alone in that moment. When you see your end near, your perspective in life changes completely. I know this because many years ago, I was told that I didn't have much time left. And I remember feeling this incredible sense of loneliness. I had family that loved me, but yet I felt completely alone. I didn't understand my loneliness until God presented himself to me through a woman that shared the gospel with me. I remember that this woman that God used said to me when sharing the gospel, that no matter where I would be or what would happen to me, that God would always be with me in my heart if I chose to receive him in my life. That was the very thing that convinced me that I needed God. Someone as great as he is to be inside of my heart and life and that I would never be alone again. That was the thing that made me accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I didn't realize my extreme loneliness until that moment. Loneliness is probably the greatest need man has in their life. This faith in Christ remedies the problem of loneliness, knowing through and through that God is in you and that when your time comes, that you will be ready for the future because you belong to someone that can keep you safe for all eternity. I urge you to not ignore the reality of this inevitable end, the end of the age, but more importantly, your end. Don't make like it doesn't matter or like you have all the time in the world because you really don't know. Your end can happen at any point in time and there is nothing you can do to change that. The end is coming. Are you ready? The world and Satan will tell you that you should live in the moment and not to worry about tomorrow. They will tell you to live for the here and now and that tomorrow does not matter. They try to convince people to believe that people have control over their circumstances. They will tell you that human power is the answer or that money will make you safe somehow or to just worry about being healthy. But the word of God says this, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. The soul that we have is the greatest likeness we have with God. We can either live forever or die forever, depending on what we choose to do with our lives. We may lose our physical life for a variety of reasons, even for our faith in Christ. But when we put our lives on the Lord, we gain eternity, immortality. We can have a beginning with no end. Through Jesus Christ, we are able to live forever. But make no mistake, and just like we read, that God in the end, at Judgment Day, will reward each according to their works. What we do in this life matters, starting with who we choose to believe in and follow. It should be common sense, but sometimes common sense is not very common. If you put your trust in money or in people or in things, then that is all you will get. Money can only take you so far. Human power is limited to the confines of this world and time. People, even if they truly love you and care for you, can only do so much for you. Everything in this world has limits. So if you put your faith and trust and devotion to the things of this world, 
then you are putting your life on things that are limited, that are temporary, things that have absolutely no power or influence in the coming age. God is the Almighty here and now, and He is and will be the Almighty in the future. The Lord is the only one that is immovable. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the only way we can get into God's kingdom is through Jesus Christ, by doing the will of the Father. It is the Father's will for us to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives. And of course, it is the Father's will for us to do as His Word teaches us through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. For it is written, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And so it is not just about making a one-time decision for Christ. That is just the beginning. It's about living our lives for the Lord. We are saved through grace, but for a purpose, to do good works. For it is written, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And it is also written, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And so the end is near, it is at hand, and the message the Lord had over 2,000 years ago is still the same today. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So the question for you is, are you ready for your end for when that time comes? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, help us to understand, Lord God, that there is an inevitable end. This whole world, Lord God, is heading straight for that moment. And there's nothing that we can do about it. We cannot change a thing. But help us to understand, O oh Lord, that we can change what happens with each of us, with ourselves. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we must do your will through Jesus Christ by adopting faith in him and by living for him as Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we need to do your will so that we can come in to your kingdom. Heavenly Father, help us to be mindful of that always. Help us to understand that we, each of us, have an end and that someday we will stand before you and give an account. Help us, O oh Lord, to be found faithful and worthy of your kingdom through Jesus Christ and through the works that we do for him and through him. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's word together. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.